0: You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at LifeChurchUK.org. Welcome to Life Devotions. Thank you for joining me. Be still and know I am God is the title of this devotion. To be still is not always as easy as some people would think it might be. I know for some, to be still is almost (laughs) more of a challenge than a blessing in that they need to be reactivated. They need to become alert. And that's not the kind of stillness I'm talking about. I'm not talking about the stillness of inactivity. I'm talking about the stillness of perceiving, of the wonder, the marvel, how great thou art, and sinks my soul this, where there's a complete stillness of self, but an admiration of God. And he says here in Psalm 46, verse 10, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. So when we're talking about stillness, we're not talking about inactivity. We're talking about some of the greatest activity and glory. I'll never forget many years ago, I was invited by a phenomenal evangelist and precious man of God to join him when he was holding a crusade in Ethiopia and to share with the leaders who would come together during the day. I was only there very short. And we went uh, with uh, MAF, Mission Aviation Fellowship, uh, one of their planes from uh, Al-Azababa, I think it's called, um, oh, it's so long ago, silly, the name skips me at the moment, to Hosanna, the city of Hosanna. So we went from Britain to Ethiopia with the big planes, but then with that Mission Aviation Fellowship plane there because it landed on the field. And during the day, there was some 10, 11,000 different workers in the Christian Uh, Field who had gathered together there on, on this open field. And I stood under a canopy speaking to them about the wonders of Jesus and the marvels of his life and love and so forth. And while I was speaking, the Lord Jesus suddenly made me aware that they were hot, hot and uncomfortable in the heat. It was some 40, 42 degrees Celsius. So it was quite warm, but that they were uncomfortable. I just came to my conscience, not from the natural perspective, but from the Lord Jesus. I could feel his compassion towards them. And when I became aware of his compassion, Christ's compassion towards their discomfort, I I just came by his spirit into my consciousness to say to them, I stopped preaching. I said, I can see you are very hot and uncomfortable in the heat. I'm praying that the Lord bring a cloud before the sun and cause cool wind to come upon you from him. And I continued preaching. Within about five, ten minutes, a cloud came and the wind was gently blowing and cooling them down. And then a little later, it started raining and they all knew this was the hand of the Lord. This was not a man. No man can do such a thing. I sure can't. I can't. I don't go around and say I have a special weather gift. No, I don't have anything but Jesus. He can do all things. I can do nothing without Him. I can only do what He shows me. And, and here, that stillness is what I'm talking about here. There was complete stillness of self. There was no self coming up with ideas or thoughts. No, there was none of it. It was the Lord. Be still that and know that I am God and I will be exalted. You see, he was being exalted. They knew this was the hand of God. And what I didn't know and found out later, they had had a drought there so when it started raining they all knew this was the lord and they didn't all refer that to me i'm sure and many of them had been praying and believing god for the for the rain to come and god answered their prayer i just did one small little part of what god was doing but this is what i want to talk to you about We don't all know that stillness because too many times there's too much self-activity. I sure can have that. Where can I go? Lord, I I need that stillness. Lord, I I feel too, too busy with the world. I feel too many thoughts of the world pulling on me. I don't like it. I don't like it. How do you become still, Pastor Robert? Well, I read the Word. I read, I just read it, and I just read it, and then I just begin to pray in the Holy Ghost and I begin to lift my hands. Oh, Father, Father, I worship you. I praise you. Oh, my loving Father. Oh, my loving Holy Father. I worship you, my loving Holy Father. Father, And then the Holy Spirit begins to manifest in my flesh. And that's what makes me still. That's what makes me still. I used to not be able to so easily get into it because I was so busy. But now I've learned to love the stillness. I've learned to live in that stillness. One time I had the privilege to go see a precious man of God who had gotten himself into a lot of trouble. He had made some some choices that weren't best and and he was in trouble and I'd send him a little text and say hey if you ever need a friend I'm here for you and he asked can we meet and Virginia said to me as I was about to leave the house darling what are you going to do what are you going to say I said oh I'm so grateful I have no idea I was completely still you see I've come to know that stillness it used to frighten me because I used to think that a lot of confidence was found in the activity. But I have found my confidence in the stillness of perceiving, recognizing, acknowledging, waiting upon the Lord. David said in Psalm 41, I waited patiently upon the Lord and He inclined to me. When there's a time of waiting, it is as if the Holy Spirit is saying, come into the stillness of divine expectation to see the Lord glorified. Come into the stillness of your own trying to worry by bringing answers about. No, the worry, Jesus says in Matthew 6, will not add any answer to the issue. You need to come into that stillness. And you need to come to learn to love the stillness. And like I said before, the stillness is not an activity. No, it's the greatest divine activity of seeing the Father glorified. And when I, I said to Virginia, I have no idea. I'm so grateful. I know nothing. And I was just still before the Lord. But I've come to love that stillness, like I've said to you. I've come to find a refuge in it. I've come to find, feel secure in it. And I'm in that stillness. I'm driving over to the house where I'm meeting this precious man of God. And, and five minutes before I got to the house, just a few minutes before I was there, this love of Jesus just warm flooded into my consciousness. <laughs> oh, It's like somebody puts a warm coat on you when it's so cold. And I just was still in the warmth of his love. And the moment I met that precious man and we hugged each other, this love came. This love came and the heavens opened and answers came from the throne of grace to restore that precious man. Oh, how I love to be still and know that the Lord, he is God. He will be exalted. How we need this today, don't we? How we desperately need this. Go with me for a moment to 2 Chronicles, please. In 2 Chronicles chapter 20, I'll start reading at verse 1. It happened after this that the people of Moab and the people of Ammon, who are the people of Moab and Ammon, these are the descendants of Lot, The Moabites and the Ammonites are the descendants of Lot. Lot's two daughters, gave birth to the Moabites and Ammonites. And that's a story in itself. And they came to battle against Jehoshaphat. Then some came and told Jehoshaphat, saying, A great multitude is coming against you from beyond the sea, from Syria. And they are in Hezazan, Tamar, which is in Judah, And Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaim a fast throughout all Ju- Judah. So Judah gathered together to ask help from the Lord, and from all the cities of Judah they came to seek the Lord. And Jehoshaphat stood in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the new altar and said, O Lord God of our Father, Are you not God in heaven? And do you not rule over the kingdoms of the nations? And in your hand is there not power and might so that no one is able to withstand you? Are you not Our God, who drove out the inhabitants of the land before your people Israel and gave it to the descendants of Abraham, your friend, forever. And they dwell in it and have built you a sanctuary in it for your name, saying, If disaster comes upon us, sword, judgment, pestilence, famine, we shall stand before the temple and in your presence, for your name is in this temple, and cry out to you in our affliction and you will hear and save. And now here are the people of Amon, Moab and Mount Sire. Who are the people of Mount Sire? Those are the descendants of Esau. So the descendants of Lot and the descendants of Esau that the Lord allowed to live there in his favor to Abraham since they were related to Abraham They now came against Judah. And he says, here they come, whom you would not let Israel invade when we came out of the land of Egypt and turned from them and did not destroy them. And here they are rewarding us by coming to throw us out of your possession, which you have given to inherit. O our God, will you not judge them? For we have no power against this great multitude that's coming against us. Nor do we know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. Oh, I love that statement. We don't know what to do, but our eye is upon you. Now all Judah and their little ones and their wives and their children stood before the Lord. Then the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel. And this is what the Lord says. Thus says the Lord to you, do not be afraid nor dismayed. Because of the great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's. You will not need to fight in this battle. Position yourself, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord, who is with you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord is with you. And Jehoshaphat bowed his head and worshipped and so forth. It's an incredible story. I want to encourage you to read 2 Chronicles chapter 20. What was the stillness? It's not the inactivity. It was coming into that place where the battle is the Lord's. Come on. I know, I, I, I myself have gone through some battles recently where constantly it tries to undermine that stillness in me. And when I then feel the forces of darkness trying to prevail against some some of our family, and then if I enter that battle and take on its nature, I come out of that stillness. And it has at times, I remember I was jogging I try to every so often jog. I've not been as with Virginia going through what she's been going through over the last many months. I haven't been as committed. I've been taking care of her in my running, but I, I was running a couple of weeks ago and it just, poof, the battle just came and the battle tried to come and take over in me, like it came against at the battle, and tried to worry him and stress him and and frighten him and, and cause him to, to feel all the upsetness against these people that they have been good to. And, and the battle tried to come to me and I thought to myself, no, 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 the battle is the Lord's. No, no, the battle is the Lord's. I will not act on these feelings. I will not respond on them. I will not, I will not act on these feelings. I will not respond to them. Oh, and here was the stillness. Here, here was the stillness where the battle is the Lord's. Oh, come on, dear friends. Come out of that war. Don't let it blind you, deafen you, worry you and stress you out and employ you with its natures and characters to destroy or to use you to destroy. Come on, friends, come into the stillness. Come into that stillness where the Lord says to you, don't be afraid, don't be dismayed. This battle is not yours. This battle is mine. Oh, I close with this little story, and you've heard me share it before. I was on my way to Canterbury in 1989, uh, 1988, uh, to prepare 1989 eight, during the time of 88 and 89 to hold the crusade at the Marlow Theatre in Canterbury here in Britain. And I was all by myself. Virginia was in, 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 in Oklahoma City. I would brought her home to her mom who was living there to give birth to our son, Zachary. And, uh, and I didn't know what all was awaiting us. We were to start this amazing church in 1989. I was preparing to crusade, and oh, I was troubled by the battle. The battle was worrying me and stressing me and afflicting me. Oh, it was such an affliction, friends, and I didn't know how to pull out of it. I didn't have any money. I didn't have any people. I didn't have anything, just me living in a little loft in a little of somebody's house and, and I had nothing and I, and I needed to come up with money to help Virginia and to pay for the, the birth that, that we had to pay for in Oklahoma City and oh you know, I was so stressed out and I was weeping before God and I said to God Lord please you've got to give somebody to stand with me and he spoke to me and he said to me until you can learn to stand alone with me. I cannot add anyone to you. And his love, his spirit flooded my heart. And I said, Lord, you are more than enough for me. And the Lord said to me, this battle is not yours. It's mine. And how he armed me with that stillness where it is the Lord that will be glorified. And God gave great Grace and glory, and we had a phenomenal crusade, and He provided for it all. It didn't come instantly, but it came, and He provided for the for the hospital bills to be paid for the birth of our amazing son Zachary. He, he he's what 34 now. Oh, how I love, how I love him with all my heart! And here, the Lord did such a wonder. He started to again. Introduced me to the stillness, where He would be exalted, where He would be glorified, where the battle is. His. And so, I want to give you one more scripture in closing, Psalm 34. Oh, how we had an evil report in 1998 when they, when our daughter Gabriella was to be born, who passed away 11 days after she was born, and how we went through through some troubles at that time. And, and after we had an evil report, the word of the Lord just came like a fountain in my innermost being to uphold us and strengthen us. I will bless the Lord, Psalm 34, at all times. His praise shall continuously be upon my lips. My soul makes his boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear of it and, and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. For this poor man cried out to the Lord and the Lord heard him and delivered him out of all of his fears. Oh taste and see that the Lord is good. There is no want for those who fear Him. And these scriptures just flooded my being and came out of me and it just came all over Virginia and I and we were in this stillness where the battle is the Lord's and where He will be exalted. And this is what God's calling you and me to today. Amen. Have a good day.